hello and welcome back to Noah's window. Again, we're directing our focus upwards just like Noah looked up through that window, focusing on God. And at the beginning of this year, we've been trying to talk about several things that might help us get off to a good start as we start this new year. 2020 was quite the year to um, walk through, wasn't it? And we don't know what's ahead in 2021, but there's some things we can know for sure. And we've been talking about uh, ways that we can focus our life towards the Lord. So the six things I've been talking about have been six uh, next steps we can take, anybody can take. You know, in so many years of ministry and talking to people who've made so many wrong turns and wrong decisions, or maybe maybe they haven't gone down too many bad roads, but they're in a place of uh, difficulty and challenge and confusion. The one thing that we always try to remember to encourage people to do is whatever, wherever you are in your life, it's always wise to do the next right thing. Take the next right step. And so the six things we've been talking about during these last several days are things that anyone on any, in any particular journey, uh, no matter what your age, no matter what your situation, whatever your health is even, it doesn't really matter. These apply to everyone. So let's back up and talk about the things that we've already discussed. We've talked about anyone and everyone should seek God and how we can do that and what that looks like. We talked about how much we need to know God and how much He wants us to know Him and how much He will help us to know Him if we're seeking Him and if it's our desire to know Him. Then we talked about following Jesus. And um, that's so important to align ourselves behind Him and to walk in His steps. And then the last day we talked about was loving God. And all of us need to be loving God. He loved us so much. He set that example, didn't He? Because He loves us, we should love Him also. So today we're going to talk about number five of the six, and that is to serve God. Now, um, it's really important to serve God, and, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what that looks like. But let's look first in the Scripture and talk a little bit about what the Bible says. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and remember 2 Corinthians is a letter, the second letter that Paul wrote to the church at Corinth. And he says, we serve God, whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. And that's 2 Corinthians 2 verse 6. Um, that's an especially appropriate verse for us to uh, consider and take to heart in the year 2021. Because we, we need to determine if we're going to serve God, even if it's hard, even if people slander us or despise us. Um, there will be some who will praise us, but it doesn't matter. We don't do it for the praise of man. We do it because we love God. So there's the first challenge. Another verse I want to share with you is in John chapter 12. And to try to set the stage... This is just days before Jesus is crucified, and he's talking to um, some Greeks that had come to visit him, and along with the disciples, and Jesus is in a conversation with them, and I'm going to jump in here in verse 25, and quoting Jesus here, he said, those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to be my disciple must follow me. Because my servants must be where I am. And here's the last phrase I especially want you to see. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. So it must be really important because anyone who serves God will be honored by the Father. It's not real specific here. 
exactly what that serving is. It doesn't have to be a particular. He didn't say only if you serve me on the higher, only if you're, only if you preach to hundreds, only if you gain notoriety, only if you sacrifice. You could fill in the blank. He just says the Father's going to honor those who serve me. Now, um, again, we, we kind of alluded to this, but what does it look like? There's so many examples in the scripture where the Bible tells us that when we serve one another uh, in, in God's name, we're serving him. Uh, in fact, just how we live our life. If we live our life under the banner of his name, whether we're uh, serving our children or our parents or uh, whether we're um, being obedient in a school situation, an employment situation, all these things are ways of serving God, honoring God with our actions that would be serving God. Um, that could be just being a faithful prayer warrior. Um, doing, you don't have to get notoriety. In fact, I think there's a, um, a premium on serving God quietly without drawing attention to oneself. So serving God takes on many different looks from the outside, but it's so incredibly important. Now, I think it's it's apparent, it should be, that when we love God, we're going to want to serve Him. We, we shouldn't be serving God out of a sense of duty. Uh, my goodness, He served us, did He not? He came, He didn't have to come, and He came, and He lived, and He served, and He made the ultimate sacrifice out of His great love for us. So again, we're following His example. In fact, in Mark chapter 10, and by the way, the book of Mark, the theme of the book of Mark is its portrayal or portrait of Jesus as the servant. And Mark is the shortest of the four Gospels. So if you want to read a quick Gospel, those of you who are New Springers, hopefully you've been following the challenge to read through the New Testament. You would have already finished Mark a, a, a few days ago. But Mark is a short, the shortest of the Gospels. We believe uh, Mark was probably Peter's account as an eyewitness in John Mark was his secretary, as it were, and took it down. So in, in the book of Mark, um, the Bible says, for even the Son of Man, that's a reference to Jesus, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's Mark ten forty five. Mm-hmm. So if Jesus Christ, the creator of the world, all-powerful, all-knowing, could come and serve us, certainly it's not too much to ask for us to serve him. Now, um, oh, there's a passage I would really like to read to us. Let me let me turn there for just a moment because I think um, I think the ultimate example of serving God comes from the book of Romans, chapter twelve. Um, <clears throat> the Bible says, and this is uh, the book of Romans is a letter that Paul wrote to the Christians at Rome. He said. Beginning in chapter 12, So dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And that would be our service would be in God's will for us. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, 
that would be speaking or teaching. Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Wow. Can we underline that one? Okay. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. So that's a great chapter. Um, Actually, Romans 12 was the passage that Mark used for his very first sermon on uh, New Year's Eve 1972. So it um, is precious for so many reasons, but it always brings back that memory to me. So Romans chapter 12, I hope you'll go back and reread that. Now I want to I want to share one more scripture with you, and then we'll close and have a couple final thoughts. But jumping way back to the Old Testament now, the book of Malachi, which you may or may not know is the very last uh, book in the Old Testament. It's one of the minor prophets. And he's talking, this is, remember the prophet always represented God to the people. So God gives the prophet the message and the prophet is given this message, basically quoting, sharing what God uh, told him to say. So in Malachi chapter 3, jumping in in verse 13, God is, um, God is quoting the people. He's in this conversation with the people. And, he, and, and so it says, you have said terrible things about me, says the Lord. But you say, what do you mean? What have we said against you? You said, what's the use of serving God? What have we gained by obeying his commands or by trying to show the Lord of heaven's armies that we are sorry for our sins? From now on, we will call the arrogant blessed. For those who do evil get rich, and those who dare God to punish them suffer no harm. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other. They were the minority, by the way. So within this big body of the people who had just completely abandoned God, there was still a group of people who still feared the Lord, and they got together. So let's read this passage. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other, and the Lord listened to what they said. In his presence, in God's presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name. They will be my people, says the Lord of heaven's armies. On the day when I act in judgment, they will be my own special treasure. I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. Then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked. And here's the last phrase, between those who serve God and those who do not. So I hope I've challenged you today 
to take some time to talk to the Lord about serving him and how he wants you to serve him because it's very specific. It's not a one size fits all, um, how you particularly will serve God in your life, but he will show you if that's the desire of your heart. And I hope that that will be the case for you today. So let's have a word of prayer before we go. Father, thank you so much for the privilege of serving you. Thank you that you will accept us into your service, that we qualify if we love you and we want to serve you. Help us to be faithful servants. Help us to keep our eyes on you in these troubling days. And we're going to thank you and praise you for all the many blessings that you bring our way, for the wisdom that you give us and the blessings in our life. We thank you for all these things and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow for the sixth next right step we can take, and we'll talk with you again then. God bless.